We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my beautiful, beautiful friends. So happy to be connecting with you and sharing some sacred moments together here today on Journey to Center. So are you ready to become your most vibrant, centered, healthy, and peaceful self? Doesn't this sound awesome? Years ago, when I was struggling and suffering, I distilled my challenges down to this belief. Life was hard and the world was harsh. Then I considered what I'd prefer instead. I wanted life to be gentle and sweet. But was I this way with myself? Absolutely not. I've come to understand we have to treat ourselves the way we want others and life to treat us. So I sat with this question. How can I be kinder to myself? How can I be sweeter with myself? As I implemented and acted on the answers that came forward, my life shifted in positive, profound, and wonderful ways. Today, I'd like to delve deeper into this question and some empowering possibilities. How can we use structure, sweetness, and space to create balance, happiness, and peace? This is actually the subtitle of the book, The Well Life. We're going to be talking about this with one of its authors, Brianna Borton. Brianna is a wellness entrepreneur and a peace engineer who inspires people to create what they really want and manifest extraordinary lives. Brianna learned early on that she was capable of creating her own destiny. When she was 18, she broke her neck in a debilitating car accident. This is when Brianna unexpectedly discovered the power of positivity and the profound rehabilitative benefits of massage. She later attended massage school and established a successful private practice in Portland, Oregon. But Brianna yearned for more. She decided she wanted to create a space where clients could experience transcendent healing. This came to fruition when at age 23, she opened the Dragon Tree Holistic Day Spa. Brianna also decided to attend the California College of Ayurvedics and graduated as a clinical Ayurvedic specialist. This training and the following years of treating patients stoked her deepening love affair with assisting others in reaching their full potential. Today, Brianna has three additional spa locations, a coaching practice. She's formulating a product line with her husband, writes about personal development, and has recently completed a book along with her husband called The Well Life, How to Use Structure, Sweetness, and Space to Create Balance, Happiness, and Peace. Brianna, thank you so much for being here today on Empower Radio. Thank you so much for having me. I read your book, and I have to say, it is so well-rounded. You really hit wellness and health from so many different altitudes and angles. You have a lot of really great content here. Very, very comprehensive. So congratulations. Thank you so much. So I'd like to just start with the quality of sweetness, which I think is so important and not something I think that is uh, discussed that much. What does this mean to you? Why is this part of the title? Why is this such an important aspect invite into our lives? Yeah, I mean, when we started to look at what really created whole wellness, we came to these three things, structure, sweetness, and space. And sweetness is really the element of all of the things that nourish us deeply and really give us a feeling of feeling alive and like we're really experiencing life. So this might be 
dinner with a friend, this might be cooking, this might be getting a massage, might be swimming in the ocean, whatever it is for you. And it ranges for everyone. But what we see the most is we see people delaying sweetness. So it's like, I'll do that, you know, at the end of the day, that's like the ideal actually, or I'll do that this weekend, or I'll do that on vacation, or I'll use sweetness when I retire. And what we really encourage people to do is two things. One, bring more sweetness into your life, really sweet activities. So scheduling them in, making sure that you're doing them, those soul-nourishing things aren't just like feel good. They actually really energize you for the rest of your life. And so it's really important that we're able to do that for ourselves. And then the second part of sweetness is really being able to bring more sweetness to every situation. So sweetening everything. And this is really important if we want to feel joyful throughout our days because we're not going to be able to get massages all day or be with friends all day. We do go to work and hopefully participate in the world in a, in a different manner. And so we encourage people to see if they can bring more sweetness into all of those moments. And one of the best practices for doing that is really to be more present because the more present we are, the more deep we'll go in a situation, the more we'll experience all of the texture and wonderful experiences right in front of us. And a lot of times we're just kind of experiencing life very shallowly because we're just kind of moving through life so quickly that we're not able to bring any depth or presence into the moment. And so we really encourage people to bring depth and their presence to every moment, whether that's washing dishes or doing Excel spreadsheets or whatever part of life that you're doing in the moment. And when you do this, you're able to then have sweetness all day long. And, you know, one of the things that I don't love doing is Excel spreadsheets, honestly. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> thing. But I have to do it. It's part of my life. And so I have really found that remembering why I'm doing it, like, oh, right, I'm doing this so I can have a healthy company, so that I can give bonuses to my staff that I really care about. You know, remembering the reason why really helps bring more depth to it. And then I also do little things like light my favorite candle and play some nice music and cuddle up and have a nice cup of tea while I'm doing it so that I'm just enhancing the experience rather than just trying to, like, bulldoze through it. Oh, I love that. So yeah, finding ways to like nourish and nurture yourself so you can feel more vital, vibrant, and alive. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I recently thought that to myself. What if I don't have to choke things down? What if I can be more gentle? What if I can um, light the candle and make, you know, the things that maybe aren't that much fun just um, more enjoyable? So I, yeah. I love your suggestions. I think that's really some some in, incredible um wisdom. Very helpful. In, enjoy mm -hmm. it. So I feel like a lot of people are running around trying to feel more alive and they're doing it in ways that maybe are a little unskilled. And I think, again, what you're sharing is ways we can um, feel more um, vital and connected and aligned. And um, isn't that what we really want? Is that what is that what you refer to as, as Jing? So Jing is somewhat similar to that. So there's this idea, and we talk about it a lot in the book, I know you know, um, about how to create enough energy. You know, so many of us are tired. It's like the number one complaint I hear from our clients. I'm just exhausted. 
whether it's because we don't sleep enough or because we're spending too much energy during the day. So there's this idea of Jing that happened that is from Chinese medical perspective, which is that we are given our innate Jing, so like the Jing that we're born with, and you just only have so much of it. And you can think of it kind of like a well. And your well has a bunch of water at the bottom, and every time you push yourself past your real, like, you know that point where you're like, I'm so tired, but I'm just going to push it. It's like dipping the bucket into the well and pulling up water to be used for today. But that water in that well isn't really meant to be used like that. It's really meant to sustain your life and to keep you healthy and to keep you living into your old age in a healthy way. And so when we dip our bucket into the well, either by drinking a ton of coffee and pushing through or having an all-nighter or, you know, any time that we're going past that point that I think we can all feel if we just slow down a little bit, then we are taking from that essential jing. However, every day we have another bucket that has, gets full of rain, and that bucket is for our use every day. We can use all of that energy because it's just going to rain again when we sleep. And so we, if we only use the bucket that's been rained into, we will always have enough energy and we will be protecting our really vital jing. And this jing, the rain jing, or the bucket jing that is gained full from the rain, is really the, the energy that we're supposed to use all day. So if we can go to bed before we use all of that or right when we use all of that, rather than pushing in and dipping into the well, we're able to really be vital much, much longer. Mm-hmm. I like this. You know, I always talk about um, giving from abundance and overflow rather than from deficit, not having to push through. How do we fill ourselves up? How do we take care of ourselves? How do we... Um, uh, I guess, increase that, that connection and, and life force. So mm-hmm. you're saying it in a different way than I've ever heard it, but I, I like it. I think that that's very helpful. So um, the other two tenets that you speak of in your subtitle, I think are important and I'm looking forward to addressing is space and structure. So um, let's go into space first. Tell me more about what that means and why it's important. Yeah, so space is the element that I feel like is kind of the hardest to really explain because it's not tangible. We can't touch space. We can't, no one else can give it to us. It's actually something that lives almost entirely within our own realm. So space is something that we can access through meditation, through walks in nature, through just complete stillness, and really through doing nothing. So having this, having it in your schedule to not do anything, even not even meditating, just actual nothing. And this space is really where creativity comes from, innovation comes from, inspiration comes from. Mm-hmm. And it, most people have had the experience of trying to work out a problem and really like thinking about it. And maybe you're even talking to somebody else about it and you're really trying and trying and trying to figure out the solution. But then as soon as you step away and you start to like give yourself a little bit of room, maybe you go on a walk around the block or maybe you take a shower, soon during that time your creative 
creative inspiration can flow into you because you're not, because it's not so full, like with your own ideas and your own everything else already that you're trying to shove in there. And so opening up this space allows more flow, allows creativity to happen and you to then have that great idea for the solution to the problem. So that's what we're talking about when we talk about space. And we really emphasize people deliberately creating space in their life by scheduling, you know, meditation or walks in nature or whatever works for you so that you can learn how to create space every day because taking the time to practice that kind of space creates space in all sorts of other ways. Mm -hmm. It starts to create space between, you know, having a thought and reacting to that thought so that we can start to be more of an observer rather than just being in reaction to everything all of the time. And that kind of space, when we practice it, starts to give us more space in our schedule because we stop cramming everything in because we realize the importance of being able to go a little bit deeper, to bring our presence. And then we want to create more space. It's almost addictive um, once you start doing it and you start to see the results in your life because so many of us think that more, more, more is a way to create our dreams, but really we have to have the space for flow and for movement to happen. And if we're cramming everything in there and everything's getting tighter and tighter and tighter, there is no room for real momentum to happen. I am so relating and understanding everything you're talking about. And, and I do, um, at this point in my life, experience that that space that you're speaking of. I used to sit in front of the computer and work for 14 hours a day and push through. And I don't do that anymore. I'll work a little. I'll walk away. I'll work a little. But it doesn't even feel like I'm working that hard because it's, things seem to happen with such yeah. flow, with such grace, with such ease. And I am kind of... Uh, protective of my space now um, because I do like being in that that state of flow and grace and I don't think we can have that without space exactly Mm -hmm. yeah and so do you find Rihanna that uh, some people might need more of this space than others I know introverts tend to need more time alone than extroverts but um, do you think that that's true or does everybody need space Well, I think everybody needs space, and I especially think that a lot of people that think that they don't need space definitely do need space. Um, (laughs) So if if people are thinking to themselves, oh, I don't need that, because, yeah, no, you do. Everyone needs some space. Um, But definitely people vary a lot in all three of these categories. So, you know, some people need more space than others. Some people need more structure than others. Some people thrive on more sweetness than others. But... I think because we come from elemental backgrounds, both Peter and I, um, we really know that like it is definitely a combination of these three things that is going to be unique to each person, mm-hmm. but it, you will definitely feel like your life is not in balance if you're not getting enough of one of them or two right. of them or three of them. <laughs> right. Now, I'm really relating to what you're saying. I say often that we need to find our authentic shape. We need to really know ourselves, you know, not, not to allow others to tell us who we are, but kind of relax into that space. It's really us. Find that piece of the puzzle, relax into that, that um, shape that is us so that we can find those other pieces of the puzzle that fit with us. Um, and yeah, I feel like I love the sweetness and I love space. Structure's a little harder for me. My husband's definitely more structured. So in some ways we're 
great for each other, but I've needed to work on that myself to come into a healthy balance, I believe. So I'm looking forward to getting into a little bit more of what structure means to you. Yeah, I totally hear you. Um, I am the structure person in our relationship, actually. Peter is not. So I brought a lot of the structure. And um, so I'm, I love talking about it because structure is really every way in which we get from point A to point B. So that could be your schedule for the day. It could be your plan for your future. It can be as much as like simple as the way you lay out your kitchen, like the structure in which you've laid things out so that you can make a dinner in a really effective way. And so we all vary in our degree of structure that we want to have or that we're prone to having. Um, And, you know, some people, you know, are walking, like if you wanted to get across a canyon, some people are trying to do that on a tightrope, right? You might get there. You might not. You might fall off. You're going to have a lot of anxiety along the way because it's very thin. It's very flimsy. It's just barely going to get you there. And so many people operate with structures like this where it's just barely existent and they haven't given it a lot of thought to create something that is more substantial that will help them get across that canyon. Then there are other people that want to get across a canyon and they are like structure people. So they will create like a cement tube that goes across the canyon (laughs) and they will, you know, army crawl through it. And yes, you will definitely get to the other side, but with no real like view and it won't be very pleasant. There's definitely no sweetness or space happening here. Mm -hmm. It's just, just getting there. And so, what we are really encouraging people to do is to create a really healthy structure that is flexible, that has great views, more like a beautiful bridge that will go across the canyon where you can see around. It's strong and sturdy, but it's also flexible so that the wind blows. It's not going to shatter. All of the things that create a wonderful bridge also create a wonderful structure in our lives. So when we look at the ways in which we are maybe creating the plan for our future, like do we have enough in place so that we know that we are going to get there? You know, do we have a beautiful bridge being built? Or are we like crawling around, crawling along on that line? Or are we going through a cement tunnel just to try to get to retirement? Mm-hmm. I think that when we look at the way we're architecting our life, we can really start to say, you know, if I put in enough sweetness and enough space, and then I'm really deliberate about my architecture to get my goals or to help somebody else, you know, whatever that is, that you will start feeling way more in balance or way more in balance along the way. Mm. And that's the word that was coming forward as you were just speaking um, for me is, is balance, living our lives in balance. And uh, I used to say, oh, it's so much better to be busy than bored. But what I found to be better than either of those things is just really living in balance. So I love, I love everything you're talking about and teaching. So I want to go back a little bit to uh, uh, your history. I can't believe what you have gone through to get where you're at. Um, so I, I, I feel so much compassion for your path, but I'm also grateful that you are now what I would refer to as the wounded healer. Is there anything you want to talk about in regards to your healing path? You know, it's an interesting thing because I was, you know, all gung-ho to go to art school. I was 18. I was so excited. I had already moved, and I had, was driving back when I got into my car accident that broke my neck um, to see a boyfriend that I missed who I'm no longer with. Um, so, But um, honestly, I, when I look back on that moment in my life, 
I can say that it is among the best things that have ever happened to me. Mm. Like, I'm like my marriage to my husband, my children, you know, opening our business and some of the things that have come from that and breaking my neck are all among the best things that have ever happened to me in my life. And so one of the things I really see a lot is people in the thick of it, right? They're in the moment of that transformation mm-hmm. and you can't, and you want to see it then, but you can't. It's like actually mm-hmm. part of the deal. Like <laughs> I couldn't see when I was laying in the hospital, my life completely changed that like this was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Right. And yes. so people want to be like, oh, what's the lesson like right now? The lesson is to be in it. You have to be in it fully in order yes. to get the lessons. And That's so it's so more like you get to understand later. That's the deal. So yeah, I yeah. always feel like when I see people really in the thick of it, I just want to be so compassionate and say, just yes. be there, you know, be in the pain. And through that, going through it, really being present in it is where the most transformative things happen. I think you're so right. You know, I say it's like being on the spin cycle in a washing machine. It's not until we're kind of hung up uh, to dry that we look back and go, oh, that's what was going on. When you're in that and the throes of struggling and suffering, I think the most important thing we can do is just cultivate compassion for ourselves and trust the process. And that's not the easiest thing to do, I think, as spiritual beings having a human experience. It's so hard. It's so hard. hard. I feel like even now I have to remind myself of that. And, you know, I've been through it many times in my life. And still, when I'm in the thick of it, I have to be like, oh, right, this is part of life. And this is actually something that later I may or may not look back to fondly, you know, but either way, at the end of it, there's going to I'm going to have perspective that I don't have now. You are so right. You know, I think we're not here just to accumulate and have, you know, manifest goals, we're here to learn our soul level lessons. And sometimes, unfortunately, and often, we learn those soul level lessons through, um, just like you're speaking of, tragedy and hurt and heartbreak. But when we look back at the end of our life, it's like, oh, those were what really transformed us and, and aligned us with our soul and helped us find our purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I think my mom used to always say to me, she still does, you know, it's not who you are when things are good, it's who you are when things are bad that really define your character. Mm. And so if when things are really hard, we like disconnect and flip out and like be and create pain for others, then we are losing so much of the gift of life. We, mm-hmm. if we can really be compassionate and stay true to that and like go deeper and be more present, we are able to, I mean, I just think so much magic happens in those moments. Oh, gosh, I can't agree with you more. Your mother was very wise. And so are you, Brianna. I'm just thoroughly enjoying this conversation. I'm so grateful you said yes to another interview with me next week because I think you have so much um, depth and warmth and wisdom to offer our listeners. Um, But for now, I'd like you to tell them how they can Uh, connect with you, maybe get a copy of your book, find out more about who you are and uh, what you teach and and, uh, your courses that you offer. 
Yeah, so if people want to check out the book site, it is thewelllifebook.com. You'll get to see a cute little video of Peter and I and learn more about what the book is about. Um, and then everything else that we do really resides on our company website, thedragontree.com. So you can find out about our spas and our courses and our planners and everything else that we do there. Very good. Well, we have a couple minutes left. Is there any final words of wisdom thoughts you want to share with anybody that may be feeling a little bit overwhelmed or stuck besides getting your book do you have anything else you want to <laughs> offer them right now <laughs> which I would recommend by the way <laughs> yeah well thank you um I guess I would just say that you know in the there can be a lot of when we're in the self-help world and we want to grow and we want to evolve, a lot of times there can be a little bit of like because I'm not good already enough yet and I just always want to encourage people to remember that you're like really doing such a good job and you're perfect and wonderful and that if you can grow and evolve from a place of of inspiration and aspiration rather than a place of shaming yourself is just so much more fun. And I think that we just need to be really kind and gentle to ourselves. And actually, you were saying this at the very beginning of the show when you were talking about your own path and just becoming more kind and gentle to your own, with your own inner voice and to the world. There's much benefit there that you can get beyond reading any book. So I just encourage people to be really kind to themselves. Ah, you just really put that in a nutshell, eloquently and elegantly. It's so, I think, so wise and so true. We have to treat ourselves the way we want the world to treat us. It is, to me, you know, life is a mirror. So how do we want life to treat us? And do that, do that for yourself. You deserve it. You're worthy. You are the child in whom God is well pleased. So, Brianna, thank you so much for being here. I'm looking forward to another conscious conversation with you. And to my listeners, thanks for hanging out with us. I really appreciate you. I enjoy you. Be in touch with me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Email me. Come to my website. It really is about relationship and connecting, celebrating, and going higher. God bless you. Onward and upward. Bye for now. Bye for now.